Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. I am your host. Max will be back tomorrow. So just so you guys know, the ones that are fiending for a little bit of Max, Max will be here tomorrow on the podcast. Good to have him back after a vacation in Hawaii. Um, I'm sure that he's looking forward to being back as well. Sometimes when you're on vacation, it's really good to have it happen. And then you wake up and you go, well, maybe, maybe actually it'd be a good idea if I got back to work. So it'll be good to have him back. Um, we have a today's going to be uh, today's going to be a pretty insightful day. We have two guests from Italy, and we're going to talk about the Super Green Pass. But we have B, and he is going by the by the name B, so we're going to call him B. Um, and we have Rosella. Rosella has been working on and in um, some of the the things that are happening in. Uh, Italy to to win back their freedom. Um, I think she's going to join us in a minute. I don't think she's here yet. Is she here, Mr. Producer? She's not here. But B is with us. B, are you there? B, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for getting on. I know there's a time difference. Um, you know that it it's pretty. Tell us first about you're you're in Italy right now. I, I don't know if you could tell us what city you're in. Um, but uh, tell our our uh, um, listeners a little bit about yourself. So um, I've been here in Italy now for uh, going on the, a little over 10 years. I've lived kind of all over uh, to include in Rome uh, where I studied. Uh, and I don't live there anymore now, thank God. Uh, it's not the city it was when I first moved there. Immigration kind of saw it to that. But uh, that's a whole nother story in it in its entirety. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, an expat living over here, uh, living the life. It's uh, and it was great before 2020, I assume. It was magnificent. It was there were there were issues, and they were really beginning to come to a head. But then um, COVID just hit, and everything stopped. Like the whole world just stopped. And it was interesting because um, I live in the northern part, which was one of the ones which was most affected. Uh, Bergamo. Yeah, yeah. So, d- real quick, um, B, we're going to bring Rosella on right now. Rosella, welcome to the show. Okay, yes, yeah. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here with you. So we were we were just talking about we were talking to B about what, you know where he lives and uh, how great it was in Italy before all the things that happened in 2020, and you're from Italy. Yes, I am from Italy. I'm Italian, uh, born next to Milan, and uh, I live next to Milan. So tell uh, us. I am 20. Uh, so sorry. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, what can I say? Um, since two years ago, I've got uh, a 
a quite normal life. I work, uh, I've got my family. Um, then uh, the COVID came out and uh, here in Italy, it was a disaster. Um, immediately a disaster. For the first month, the, the government said, told us that there was no problem, that uh, everything was fine. And uh, at once, um, in uh, um, last, uh, last day of uh, February 2020, they closed everyone. Uh, every type of work, uh, every type of uh, commercial uh, um, place. And uh, we went in a lockdown, the schools, uh, we can uh, go outside uh, only for uh, um, to go to the supermarkets or to, uh, to the pharmacists. Uh, from, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't speak English very well. Maybe B can translate for me if I can, if I haven't. <laughs> I'm not I think able you're doing to great. explain. I think you're doing great. Oh. Thank you. And so uh, we have we got the Conte government and um, uh, they uh, told us that we were in a, in a danger of life uh, uh, because of COVID. And um, after several months, they hope um, um, we can go, uh, um, go um, outside with uh, wearing a mask, uh, with the social uh, distance. And then uh, in the autumn of uh, 2020, uh, uh, it became in uh, no, 2020, yes, 2020 um, it uh, came uh, uh, another emergency. And uh, then, when uh, uh, the government of Conte um, break off and uh, came Draghi, they introduced uh, the Green Pass. The Green Pass is um, the first, was in August of 2021. And it was uh, needed for uh, going uh, in the museum and to have um, cultural uh, life. Uh, and then step by step, uh, uh, the restrictions were uh, more and more uh, severe. Um, uh, severe. B, can you add? Sorry? Severe. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, at this time, at this time, well, I am uh, fifty-one years old, and now, from the first of February, I can do nothing uh, because I'm not vaccine. I haven't taken the vaccine, so um, I can go outside. I can go to the restaurant. I can go to the to go shopping. I can go to catch my daughter at school. Um, I can go to work without being vaccinated. I can go to, uh, I think also in church, uh, I don't know, because uh, uh, sometimes they require the pass, sometimes uh, they don't, uh, but uh, it's very, very awful. And not only for uh, the person uh, that uh, are over tw uh, 50 years old, but also for the, the students, for the um, uh, 
to, to take a bus, to take a train, we have got the, uh, we need to have uh, the super green pass. That, um, that means that we have to have uh, almost uh, two um, shots of, of vaccines or um, to be uh, health, no, come si dice? Be, uh, essere guariti? Uh, in health, good health. Uh, in good health from COVID. And um, so we're uh, in a terrible situation, I think. Very terrible situation. So, so what is the, what's the civil unrest look like? I mean, how many people are, are thinking that, that are, are fighting against this? I mean, how many people are going to the streets? Is there, is there mass protests every night? No, no, no. Allora, um, about uh, uh, July of last year, uh, we began to um, go uh, into the street to protest. And uh, there was uh, a lot of problems because uh, the government um, uh, began to um, put on a lot of different um, restriction so um, we now can't go uh, to protest uh, in the in the streets uh, because uh, we have to um, take the social distance and uh, they are forbidden uh, we can we can uh, do this um, and so the person a lot of person are um, can't uh, job uh, can do to uh, their job because they have to do the vaccine. Uh, they began with the hospitals and then the policemen and uh, the military and um, and then uh, the, the people uh, who are uh, over uh, 50 years old. And the, the most interesting thing uh, is that in Italy there are a lot of people which is vaccinated. Almost uh, they told about, uh, I think, uh, 84-85% of people who is vaccinated. So um, the problem is that uh, is not um, a, um, a way to get vaccine, but is the way to control uh, the life of the people. Uh, with this pass uh, because um, it is uh, controlled uh, directly from the government uh, and um, you have to uh, be um, recorded uh, every, every day, uh, every uh, place you go uh, if you use uh, the green pass they use a, an app and uh, with this app uh, they can trace uh, all the uh, movement you are you are doing. So did, I, I assume that they're tracing everyone based on cell phones. That you don't have any individual freedoms anymore. Um, can, yes. can I ask a really weird question that is coming up? Is is what is the? I don't, I don't even know if I can say this. Does does the Vatican play any part of of any of the power or the decisions that are made in Italy? Do you see any of that? The Vatican. Sorry, I haven't. Oh, well, the Vatican, <laughs> the Vatican is. I always, um, I always ask questions like that because you're right in the middle okay, of it. I, I can answer. I can answer. I think that the Vatican is a part of the game. Uh, 
because Pope Francis um, every uh, Sunday tells to the to the to people to get the vaccine because the vaccine is uh, a love act. He calls. He, he said these these words: If you uh, get the vaccine, you make a love uh, a love act to the other people. And uh, so I think that uh, the Vatican is uh, uh, agree with this uh, restriction. Okay, and uh, also, uh, if you go to the Vatican, uh, you have you have to do, have the green pass. So the pass is needed. So they. They are a part of the game, for sure. And you have kids. I think that. Do you have, uh, sorry. Do you have Do you have children? Yes, I've got I've got a daughter, sixteen years old, and um, they stay uh, for uh, I think six months. Um, in um, they um, did uh, school with the the computer. Uh, in uh, in a remote way, and uh, now they are um, uh, opening again the schools. And uh, this morning, uh, for example, in the my daughter uh, classroom, there were um, three person that was uh, positive to a uh, um, COVID test. So uh, they are uh, at home in a, a remote uh, way and uh, the others are at school in presence and it's well, I, I think it's a, a completely nonsense completely um, they can't uh, if they are having got the pass they get they can't go to swimming pool they can't go to um, to sport to have sports uh, yes uh, all all need this uh, damn pass, everything. And, and it's a, a real problem. Well, my daughter um, is okay, but uh, um, there are a lot of uh, young uh, girls and young boys that are being, uh, that are, being, are really in uh, really trouble, physical, uh, psychological trouble. Because um, they are constricted to to stay at home. Yeah. So did she have to get to the vaccine? No. My she my daughter. Yeah. My no, 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 never. So they they have not forced uh, kids to get vaccines yet, or have they? No, uh, they um, no uh, at the present no, uh, but I think that. Uh, they will they will do very soon because um i think that uh, they are opening the school uh, to say well uh, the children are um, getting the covid in the schools and uh, uh, so we need to vaccinate uh, the, the children and um, i think that this is the goal uh, otherwise they they keep close the schools but uh, when the uh, vaccine for young people was uh, um, was uh, authorized, they began in, on this way. And uh, obviously, the the person who haven't got the vaccine is uh, completely outside of the society life. Yes, yeah, so I find I find that interesting. 
um, you know, Italy has always been that place. So I've been to Rome. It's always been that place of just great, great wine, <laughs> great vino. Yes. And, and, and the people. Prosecco. Were, uh, Prosecco. And everyone's always been so nice. Um, and now I just feel like I hear about this massive amount of oppression. Even the people that are complying yes. are feeling this oppression. They're feeling like they're, well, there's no. Uh, well, I, I really uh, don't understand what is uh, happening here in Italy because a lot of persons are um, uh, really scared about COVID. You know, um, when we were in lockdown, uh, every day, um, all day long on the television, you you were at home, so you uh, you uh, look at the television. You you saw that you have nothing to do than uh, watching television. And uh, for months, they say uh, that there was a mortal a, a mortal thing that COVID will. Uh, uh, how, how can I say that you can survive to COVID if you take COVID? And so the person um, were uh, really scared about this. I, uh, um, there is, uh, I think, um, a type of uh, different kind of person. Some person are scared about this. They are scared to die. And uh, so they go uh, to um, do the vaccine. Uh, some others um, um, are doing the vaccine to go to the restaurant or to go to the pub or to go to the cinema to, the, to see movies. And um, uh, it is uh, an entrapment, you know, because um, they are repeating every day, every day, how much person are uh, positive with COVID, how much person are in the hospital. And they don't, um, they don't say if the person in the hospital are really there only for COVID or for someone else, so, so, something else. And um, every day, every day, every in two years in uh, this way, you, you know, it's, um, well, I really don't know. I can't. Non riconosco gli italiani. I I feel we are not the Italians today that you uh, see when you come here. Not the same person. It's like a, a nightmare. A nightmare. It's uh, and it seems to be a nightmare all over the world. B, what is your, what is your, you know, give us some more. Um, uh, you, do you want to go further into the Vatican, or do you want to talk more about clarifying some of the political dynamics? I know that. I know the, that okay. Um, if I may, um, I'm going to just kind of contrast the two different cultures here. Italy is there's a lot of. Um, small villages, uh, small areas, they're called Frazioni and Localitas. Um, Italy is very, uh, it's very uncommon. You'll pretty much only find uh, a, a metropolitan city in Milan or Rome. So everyone is very spread out. And so with that, it's, it's easier to 
uh, control people if there are only certain sources of news. And, um, you know, I'm going to be a little more white-pilled here um, because Rosella, she just, she, she gave the, 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 rea the reality of the situation. But, you know, there have actually been protests uh, like every Saturday. Um, for, for instance, the port workers in Trieste, they are now marching by foot to Rome to do a sit-in in front of the Montecitorio, which is the uh, parliament. And uh, there, there are these protests which are happening everywhere, all over the country. And, you know, going back to what she was saying about uh, transport, the people down south and, and also in, like, the Venetian lagoons, they rely on boats for transportation, and they can't take public transportation. So they're stuck on an island, basically and they can't get access to the mainland. Um, and so I saw one protest of uh, a bunch of kayakers were doing the Strait of Messina to, uh, yes. it's like a foreign protest for the government. But as far as corruption, I wanna give everyone an idea of just how corrupt it is here. It came out through Dr. Zimboni, who was one of the ones who wrote some of the original reports. He eventually became a whistleblower uh, that the Italians didn't have an updated uh, pandemic plan. They hadn't updated it. They have funded the pandemic plan, but not updated it since 2006. Right. So there's your one instance of corruption. Another instance of corruption is uh, a man named Domenico Arcori. I think he is the uh, poster child of corruption here in Italy. He was at one point the health minister when all this first came out. Um, everything happens uh, and it turns out that early on in the onset he made a bunch of backdoor uh, mass deals with the Chinese he was investigated he was also charged and here is how corrupt the, the government is here after he had been charged the Draghi government last June gave him a four-year four million euro consultation contract to work as a health consultant to the Draghi regime. Yes. That true. is the level of corruption here. And if this is known, why, why is there not something done about it? I mean, I know what, well, I mean, it's, it's not done here either, but I mean, I'm asking why, why it hasn't become, why are these people not being held accountable? Why do you think? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's not that they're not being held accountable. It's just that we have to get the upper hand. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing cracks in the shield. For instance, uh, Rosella talked about this on her, her Telegram channel. Uh, but back in, uh, what was October, November, the East, the Instituto Superior de Sanita, which is like the health, the health department here, it's the same as, this, I guess you would say, the CDC in America. They actually had to release a report uh, stating, clarifying that the number of deaths of people from COVID versus the number of deaths from people who died with COVID. Now, the numbers over here are obviously pretty high in Italy, but this report, which just came out a matter of 60 days ago, stated that the number of actual deaths from COVID, COVID solo, only with the power of COVID, was 3,700. And what do they say that died with COVID? Uh, 
Roselle, what's the ticker up to? We're well I, north of 100,000. Well, I think about uh, uh, 130,000, something like that. Well, you see, um, last uh, uh, March uh, 2020, um, I, I, do you remember, I don't know if uh, in the USA you saw that, uh, that scene. Do, do you remember Bergamo? The truck uh, with coffin, military trucks uh, in the night with coffins. Well, it was uh, uh, just a show. Because uh, um, um, we cannot, uh, um, uh, how can I say, uh, uh, cannot bury uh, um, uh, our deaths, okay? And so uh, they um, take off all the coffins and uh, um, call that military trucks. And that was a scene that uh, goes uh, all over the world. And people so, uh, thought about Italy, that was a, a disaster with COVID. Um, but it, it wasn't true. They signed person like that for COVID. Also, if they are, they've got um, an incident car, or if they've got uh, a health problem, okay, after the death, they tested the person with the COVID test. And if the COVID test was positive, they say, oh, yes, uh, is uh, that for COVID? And, and it wasn't true. After um, half a year, we have got the real numbers of the real death for COVID, just for COVID. And that were, that, the numbers were very, 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 very lower than the government said for more than an year. Do you understand the problem? Yeah, so, the so, people, it was, so, so what's the end game? I mean, and, and we, so we talk about this in the United States as well. Why inflate the numbers? Why make it seem like it's pandemonium and that, that, that create this chaos, create this mass amount of hysteria and fear? Um, you know, why, why do you think they're doing that in Italy? I mean, I, I, it seems like it's a worldwide phenomenon and that there's got to be someone at the edge of this spider web that's controlling all of this. But why? Right. I think that um, in Italy, if we are not uh, uh, ready to go to war, we are not coming uh, out from this situation. Uh, we are in war. I think that uh, yes, this is the reality. The real uh, situation is that. And um, the problem is that also for political uh, matters, that uh, in two weeks, we have got the election of the president of the Republic. And uh, the new president will stop uh, next election for almost, uh, I think, one year. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me interject here real quick. Yeah. Um, I need to explain something about how okay. the uh, electoral yes. system here works. So 
in the typical parliamentary system, it's actually the parliament who elects the president. So it's going to be the the in America, it would it would be the same as having the House and the Senate elect the president. Okay. And the 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 PM, the premier, is elected by the people. The PM, uh, the premier is usually the head of the party. Usually, not always the case, but usually the head of the party. Uh, which won the most votes in said election. So I just wanted to clarify that point for people who don't understand how elections work over here. Yes. Okay. Is the parliament who elect, uh, elects the uh, president of the... Uh, and then the people elect the parliamentary leaders, correct? Yes, the people uh, elect the, um, the parliament, but uh, the government is not elected from the people. Uh, the government is uh, nominated from the president. Okay, so you elect the members of the parliament, and uh, in uh, in this way, the um, the party who is who is winning the election um, will uh, have uh, the prime minister, but. If the party haven't got the majority seats in the parliament, then the government is um, decided from the president of the republic. Okay. Technocracy. It's technocratic okay, regime. Technocracy, yes, of course. Well, in. Um, when uh, in uh, 20, uh, 22, no, 2012, 2012, yes, uh, we've got uh, Silvio Berlusconi and um, there was a crisis in the government and then the president called Mario Monti. It was not a political man and not elected. And uh, he uh, arrived, he made a government a technical government and then we are going to have the i think the same uh, the same things we have got uh, um, the next election uh, for the parliament in um, late uh, 2023 and um, there is also a problem because uh, we've got uh, a constitutional law uh, last year that um, uh, cut down the member of parliament of almost uh, 50, uh, 40%, 50%. So the political don't want to go to election because uh, they could not be re-elected. Okay? And uh, the parliament is uh, aware of this and they are um, uh, willing to go uh, on on this way because uh, they are scared not to be elected again okay so i think that uh, we the next uh, our next president uh, will not uh, uh, call there for election until uh, um, fall of uh, 2023 and in this way i am scared that uh, this type of situation will go on until that day with more and more restriction step by step 
not only now is uh, for uh, um, hospital for uh, um, policemen military and for persons that are over 50 years old but uh, from here to 2023 we uh, we can have uh, uh, you know also our children they are uh, attached the goal are is our children they are uh, repeating to that is vital to uh, vaccinate the young children also uh, pregnant women you know pregnant women are vaccinated it's yeah we're it's seeing incredible. we're seeing yeah in the united states we're seeing large numbers of women that are having babies that are born stillborn um, that are having complications there's all sorts of problems the babies are be, being born uh, and dying uh, suddenly three, four months after they're born. So we, we've, we know that there's, there are side effects. We just don't know the, you know, I think one of the issues we have with the vaccine is that it's not effective. You have people that are still getting COVID but have the vaccine. So then it's not a vaccine. It's a shot. Yes. Right? Yes. And then if it's not a vaccine, then what was the purpose of actually putting that in your people's bodies? Well, I think that uh, uh, um, at the beginning we have got the green pass, uh, uh, and uh, it lasts uh, one year. Then uh, nine months, and now is uh, um, it lasts for six months. Okay, they have. Uh, so you have to get another shot after six months. Yes. Yes. Every time, and they have already told us that it will be um, for um, valid for four months. So for four months, you have got three shots every year. Okay. So, so you're getting a shot of something you don't know that is not keeping yes. you safer. The whole idea of the yes. vaccine is to make it so you live longer, right? It's supposed to protect you, but yes. it's not protecting you. So they're making this up putting something in your body, but now they're admitting yes. that it actually doesn't protect you, so it's not a vaccine. So rather than just pulling it off the shelf and saying, nope, we've had enough, right? This, yes. this isn't working. Let's go back to ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Instead of doing that, they're saying, let's double down, triple down, quadruple down. Yes. I yes. think, I think, and B, maybe you want to, I think that they know that the gig's up. And I think that they have to double down over and over again because the people are literally going to burn their buildings down for yes. what they've done to us for the last two years. And if they don't continue to yes. double down, they, they know they're in big trouble. B, what's your thought on that? Yes. So um, there was a, a recently a, a protest. I guess I would actually call it more of a vigil for uh, victims of the vaccines, people who had died from adverse reactions. And there was an actual physical protest in front of the, uh, the commune, the city hall. I believe this was in Parma. When you start to see things like that, um, then you can start to recognize that people are slowly becoming tuned to the reality, to the gravity of the situation. Um, and so that's that's my take on the adverse reactions. I mean, you can only keep that cat in the bag for so long. Um, as for the elections here in 2023, people need to understand something that's kind of weird about uh, the, the U.S. connection to Italy when it comes to the machines. So in 2017, 
I guess I'm, I'm actually going to uh, start back before then. I'll, I'll go back to 2004-2005 Venezuela. Venezuela, we all know Smartmatic uh, used the Chavez regime to uh, basically program, develop uh, the election software machine. Well, what people don't realize, what's not really ever talked about, is the actual machines were constructed in Rome by a company called Olivetti Technost, which is now owned by Telecom Italia. So the Smartmatic machines were actually built here in Italy that they used in Venezuela, and they were built using refurbished uh, slot machines. Um, and the Italians used the same machine in 2017. Now, what's interesting, what's funny, if you go into the rapid guide for the regional vote in Lombardy where it was used, on the second page, when it talks about connection, it says connettività. It says Wi-Fi and Bluetooth for the machines. So we're dealing with the same problem in Italy as that we're dealing with here. We haven't got uh, um, um, electrical vote. Um, we use a smart, a smartmatic machine and Dominion machine in, um, in a, a regional election, a regional referendum in Lombardia. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the Premier Draghi was introduction the uh, was interacting the and they are preparing a law about this and well the danger is that uh, we cannot go to vote uh, until uh, 2023 and then when we can uh, I hope go to vote uh, we can we find uh, the electronic machine and oh, well I I, I don't know really. Uh, I think that uh, we have to take our guns. <laughs> Not at all, um, but um, person, uh, you know, the problem is that uh, here in Italy, a lot of people are uh, again wealthy. And so um, um, until there is uh, wealth, the people uh, is not getting hungry too much, you know, hunger. As long as there's bread on the shelves, the, you know, the people will be pacified is, is the saying goes. I'm going to, I'm going to um, do a, I'm going to do a quick uh, ad read if I can be hold that thought. So this uh, podcast brought to you by air Medicare network. Everyone wants to make sure that their family is protected in medical emergency, no matter what the cost, but most do not think about is what the high insurance is that with our insurance, it doesn't necessarily cost the, cover, the cost of an emergency medical flight. We don't think about either the, the high deductibles or co-pays. That is why AMCN is so important. If an emergency arises, you won't see a bill for air medical transport when flown by a AMCN provider. Best of all, membership covers your entire household and is for as little as $85 a year. Um, so as a listener of our show, you'll, you'll get up to $50 gift card with a new membership. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use the offer code daily. I've told you guys many times that I am actually a member of Air Medcare Network. It was fire insurance, best thing I ever did. Um, hopefully I never have to use it. That's the reason why you get fire insurance. Um, but visit uh, airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily, promo code daily, and sign your family up. Um, so I had to I had to read that. I was a couple minutes late for for that ad read specifically. Um, 
but uh, you know the, the the things that we have some cuts that I think are important, and I think that the vaccine you have in Italy is the Pfizer vaccine, correct? Yes, yeah, it's so everything except JJ. They banned. No, they banned Johnson uh, and Johnson very early on. Okay, so uh, now Johnson Johnson is not no longer available uh, available here in Italy. Yeah. I think Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna. Yeah, so we, we, we have uh, stolen elections, not just in the United States, but all around the world. We started with Venezuela. I think that's probably where they tested it. You saw the, the same stolen elections used with Dominion voting systems in Mongolia and other areas across the world. I do know that Dominion is in, in Italy. Um, you know, whether or not they have the same impact in Italy as they have in the United States, I do not know. But you have the strong connections to China, strong connections to Serbia and some of the other nations that are tied back to China. It seems like China comes up with quite a bit and that this is a very patient plan by China. I still am trying to figure out what they gain by creating the environment they're creating, unless there's someone else involved that we just don't know about, but um, which, which is probably the case. Well, Italy has more coastal line for the Western European continent than any other country. Uh, Italy was also the first country to sign on to the Belt and Road Initiative, and that happened under Conte. So there is financial incentive. Um, it's been happening slowly, progressively for a while. They've, they've really tried to buy into the culture here. For instance, Berlusconi sold his football team uh, soccer in America, AC Milan, to a Chinese consortium for, to the tune I believe, was 800 million uh, euros. And this was kind of what put the whole Chinese culture shock into Italy. Um, and that was a very contra and this was not even five years ago. So we, we see that they're, they're speeding up the agenda, you know, as Rosella calls it, you call it the, uh, the game. I truly believe is a game. We have a cut that's three minutes, 40 seconds. I want to play that. And then at the end of that, I want to get your all's response from that. Go ahead and play it, Mr. Producer. first opened our doors since 1926 since 1978 for 60 years for 75 years for over 80 years in 90 years over 100 years nationwide has been on your side restaurants have always been there for you nissan has been with you through thick and thin we will do what we've always done take care of people we're people 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 and family 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 families or families families even now especially now especially now right now now more than ever more than ever today more than ever today more than ever in times like this at times like these during these difficult times in these troubled times challenging times trying times 
In these times of uncertainty. During this time of great uncertainty. During these uncertain times. During these uncertain times. In uncertain times. In uncertain times. Uncertain times. Unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. This unprecedented moment in our history. This time of social distancing. While things have slowed down. As we turn more inside. While the doors may be closed. While the distance between us has gotten bigger. The more we stay apart. We still find ways to stay close even when we're apart. Even if we can't stand closer than six feet. We can all stay connected to work, school, and most importantly, to each other. There's still ways to touch each other. All without leaving the comfort and safety of your home. Without leaving the safety of your home. From home. 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 Your home. Get home. 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 That's the key. Buick and GMC are here to help. Con Edison is here to help. Here to help. Our teams are here. We are here. We're here. We're here. Here for you. Here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. We are here for you. We're here for you. We are here for you. Okay, go ahead and cut it. I think I think we get the point. We're still here for you. So we we talked about the Mockingbird Media before, but this takes it to a whole new level. This is where corporate corporatism is combining with the government's messaging and becoming basically the the mouthpiece for it. And so that, for those of you on the audio version, that was all the commercials of 25, 30, 40 different companies that all played the same music, talked about the same things, said the same narrative, all the same thing. Big companies across the country were all parroting the same message. What's your, what's your thought on that? Oh, they're fascist. I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead, Rosa, Rosa, if you would like to go first. No, 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 Okay, I, I think uh, that's a sales ad for Crisis Inc. right there. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's very fascist in a sense because in the fascist regime in, in Italy, the, the corporations of Corporazione, they're, they're called guilds, and their sole function is basically to uh, promote the, the state apparatus, so when I see that, when I see ads like that, uh, promoting the crisis, promoting the um, dependency on said corporations and the government and uh, the infringement on personal liberties, stay at home, um, socially distance, uh, cover your mouth. Uh, that to me, that's that's what it reminds me of. I think we would have seen something similar to that in 1922. Well, and I've, I've, I've drawn the conclusion between or the correlation between what happened in Nazi Germany and what we're seeing now and some of the, even the fascism that you saw with Mussolini, um, which is, I think, where the, where the start of all this was, is right in your backyard, right? So the start of, of this uh, fascist uh, environment started with, with Mussolini in I Italy. Think, I think a uh, required reading for everyone should be The Doctrine of Fascism, which was written by Giovanni Gentile who was a very prominent uh, fascist party member. It wasn't written by Mussolini, it was written by Gentile, but I think it's a must read for everyone. Okay, what is that book again? Mr. Producer, write that down, uh, I'm gonna read it. The Doctrine of Fascism. It's a, it's a quick read, I mean, you can be done with it in 10, 15 minutes. It's not, it's not very long, but it, it really gives you uh, some critical insights into the fascist mind. And that is actually a very much left-wing ideology. Because um, Mussolini was a lifelong socialist up until 1915, as was his father. 
and he eventually became too radical and despondent with the Italian Socialist Party. And so in 1913, after the Gentiloni Pact in 1914, um, with the failure of Italy to enter into the war, he eventually just had his, um, he was at his wit's end with the uh, Italian Socialist Party. And so he created the Fascist Party. And they pretty much parted ways with him because he was too far left. He was too radical. So uh, just a little bit of a boring history background there. Well, it's not boring because it shows you what's happening in the future. Rosella, tell, tell us what your thoughts are and what you just what you just saw. Uh, sorry, I haven't, uh, I haven't understand. So, so give us your thoughts on the video we just played. Well, okay. I think that here in Italy, um, there, are, there is a powerful, powerful um, system uh, and uh, we are going um, towards a Chinese system social social system of life um, uh, I make you an example uh, you talk about Mussolini and Nazis and so on uh, yesterday um, uh, Prime Minister Draghi made a press conference okay to um, told the citizens about uh, to tell the citizens about uh, all the new restrictions. Well, I think that um, in a press conference, uh, the journalist uh, can uh, enter uh, in a, with freedom. Uh, every journalist, who is a journalist, you have a, a badge. Hi, I'm a journalist, and I can uh, enter in touch. I can uh, um, uh, be in uh, here uh, at the conference, press conference. In Italy, it doesn't work in this way. In Italy, only few journalists chosen by the government can enter in the press conference. And also if they are in the press conference, they cannot make free questions. questions. They have to make questions that they have told before to make so that the prime minister or the the health minister uh, can answer with an answer that they have written before okay uh yesterday um, um uh, a journalist uh, i think from the uk make uh, made a, a a question that wasn't programmed and it was i think the only true question and Draghi want to remember, want answer. So we are uh, in propaganda mode, okay? And, and this this particular uh, question uh, was uh, comparing Italy to North Korea, by the way. Yes, North exactly. Korea. North Korea, yes. Uh, they, told, they asked why um, the, uh, Boris Johnson in the UK um, cut off the restriction and um, they haven't got uh, um, awful data, COVID data like us, and why uh, Draghi uh, will continue to with this restriction. Also, if, uh, uh, and also if he 
the restriction doesn't uh, have uh, uh, um, doesn't have an effect with the data that are increasing every day, and yeah. the answer well uh, I don't know I have got uh, such a problem and I am I am just in trouble with Italy, I can uh, answer uh, on what uh, Boris Johnson is doing, okay, and uh, the journalist uh, uh, talk about North Korea, um, so when. Uh, there, there was uh, uh, the uh, fascism in Italy. There was uh, a thing that was called the Istituto Luce. Istituto Luce was uh, a television, okay, where every day they show a lot of movies uh, when where all were happy, healthier, wealthier, uh, safe, uh, thanks to Mussolini, okay. And uh, um, we, are, we haven't got Istituto Luce again, but uh, the effect is the same because uh, we, if you uh, um, watch on television, uh, they say it's all doing well with the government and the problem are only the person who, has, who haven't uh, got the vaccine, the Novax persons. Okay, and this is propaganda. And if you are on a different opinion, you can go on television to talk about this your different opinion. You can go there. What's what? Um, yeah, so we, we know we know it's propaganda, and, and frankly, there's so much that I want to discuss about, about Italy, and I feel like we're running out of time. We're actually out of time, but um, so we'll have this discussion again. What's the answer? Rosella, what's what's the answer? What, what what can people in Italy do? I mean, you have all this propaganda. You have people oh. that are saying nothing to see here, but you have a lot of bad things that are happening in Italy. And you said it. You said it very clearly. We have to go to war, or we're in a war. What does that mean exactly for the people of Italy? Well, I think that a person um, um, aren't aware of their uh, the power they have. Uh, for example, we can uh, stop. Uh, to uh, buy everything. We can stop to uh, pay taxing. We can, uh, we, um, as, the problem is, or we uh, take our gun, gun and we, we are going outside to uh, shot everyone. And it's not, uh, uh, it's not a fair thing to do. Or we um, uh, must uh, go on strike, okay? No work. No uh, shopping, no um, um, uh, take uh, your money from the banks, uh, for example. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, I think that it is a, 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 like a Gandhi uh, war, okay? is the only thing in this moment we can do because we are without... Uh, protection we are without uh, uh, without guns okay uh, guns uh, yeah. okay yeah. so how do you stand up we, against a, a military and police that have all the guns as people do you, well, do you feel like it's on purpose well i think that uh, the mandate uh, the, the vaccine mandate for the policeman and the military 
is um, doing uh, um, is giving a lot of trouble to the government because uh, um, there are a lot of persons in the police uh, and in the military that want doesn't want to get the vaccine and uh, if they uh, are standing with the citizens i think that we can have really an hope to go down go out from this situation but it is very difficult very 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 difficult very difficult. B, i'm gonna be i'm gonna give you the last uh, word here I think uh, she's right. There's no 2A here. There's no Second Amendment. Um, I grew up in Texas, so, I mean, I've been around guns my whole life. Um, and they just don't have that here. But I think also... Um, they have shotguns, there's gonna, right? You can go hunting. Yeah, you can go buckshot. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. You can do that. Uh, it's Hunting's a whole other thing here. Um, but I think there's also going to be a lot of pressure from other countries within the European Union bloc. Um, today, the president of the EU parliament, who was the architect of the COVID vax program, he's an Italian. His name is uh, David Sassoli. Uh, he died uh, this morning at about 1.15 from immune system complications. So I think... Uh, with him out of the picture, he was a very big uh, passport, uh, Green Pass advocate. And with France and Spain um, and Finland just basically saying, no, we're not doing Green Passes anymore. There's no sense to it. Uh, with Boris Johnson just saying, basically, we're just going to ride it out. I think Italy is going to be forced into a reactionary position. I think there's going to be a lot of external pressure because... You know, the, the, Italy doesn't even qualify to be a European Union state right now. They, they don't even meet, meet the definition of democracy. And that's a chicken which was going to come home to roost sooner rather than later. Well, I think, I think the, 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 the issues that you're facing in Italy and the things that you talk about and not having the two-way leads people to be a little more hopeless. I mean, I, I've seen videos of people locking arms on the street while the government is blasting them with water. And they're sitting there just taking it. And I'm just wondering when that passive frustration turns to active frustration and what that really looks like. I've seen videos of, of family members talking to people that are in the military and that are in the police. And they're saying the same thing. They're all starting to talk to each other like, how can we do this to our own countrymen? How can we do this to the people in our own nation? And so I think there's a conscience that's happening right now in the government uh, excuse me, in the military, the people that they're using as, as tools to oppress and hurt the people um, that is, is turning the tide. I just don't know if it's going to happen fast enough to where you don't get to uh, a warm war. And, and like you saw in Kazakhstan, uh, frankly, that is, uh, you know, it's, you know, over 150 people now have, have died um, going against the government for what they say is high gas prices. It had nothing to do with gas prices. It has to do with massive amounts of oppression. Yeah, uh, I think the cop suicide numbers here really attest to that. There's definitely a moral conflict internally because it has. there's been a spate of suicides. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on. We'll have you guys on again. Uh, B, I know that we're going to have you on when, we're, when we have a conversation about Kazakhstan and some of the other things that tie back to China. 
And uh, so I know we're going to get uh, uh, Garrett on here as well, and we'll uh, talk about some of that stuff hopefully in the next couple of days. I'd really like to get to the bottom of some of the things that have been uncovered that, you know, frankly, is, is global. These are global conspiracies. They're not conspiracy theories. They're actually conspiracies. And, um, Rossell, I want to thank you very much for your fighting and for getting thank in the you. fight and for resisting um, this uh, massive amount of tyranny that doesn't just exist in the United States, but also in Italy. We will be praying for you as well. Thank you very much. Thank you all. All right. God really. bless you. God bless you both. Ciao, Rosalda. So the, the interesting part about this and the reason why I thought it was important to bring Rosella and be on is that what we're seeing in the United States is actually happening all over the world. And that, you know, as, as B talked about the being, you know, he's going to uh, white pill this a little bit. What he's talking about is uncovering what's really happening on the ground in Italy. There are massive protests, but there's also an underpinning that is happening in that nation that is happening off of social media where people are starting to come together. And I think we're at that place right now in the United States where, frankly, people are starting to have conversations in pubs and churches and in social environments where they're talking about uh, alignment ideologically with what is happening in our nation in the United States. This is a global phenomenon. That means that there is the head of the snake, the head of the serpent that there's, there is this unified control around not just the United States, but globally. They didn't just wake up one day and say mass work, even though they know they don't work. And over and over and over again, like they restated the numbers in, in Italy, they've had to restate the numbers here. At the same time that they're restating numbers, the CDC, and this, the restating numbers of who has actually died from COVID, well, the same time they're doing that, the media is still puppeteering this message of propaganda in the media that says, no, 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 millions of people are dying. We saw one of the Supreme Court justices literally two days ago that said over 100,000 of our young kids, children, are in hospitals and ICU. A blatant lie. But the radical left and the people on the radical left and those with the agenda to destroy the American dream, they don't care about them. They don't care about the lies. They don't care what they've done to our country. This is a concerted effort that is happening in our nation to destroy it, just like it's happening in Italy to destroy them. Now, we have a couple things going for us. One, we have the Second Amendment. It's something they can't take away from us. But what we also have is a resolve of the fact that we're a nation of, of values. And I'm not saying they don't have those same values in Italy, but I will tell you, I'm talking about the United States right now, we have an obligation under the Constitution to protect and serve our community and future generations. And we have a history of people in this country fighting, fighting to preserve those rights and preserve those opportunities for future generations unselfishly. So we need to continue that fight. We also need to continue the fight of uncovering truth. Mr. Producer, I know that we're going a little bit over and you guys are gonna to wanna to hear this, but. Did you guys know that the Pentagon knew nearly two years ago that ivermectin, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are two things that actually work as a prophylactic in stopping COVID? It was in a memo in the Pentagon, and I think it was February of 2020. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe Mr. so. Producer? Well, so this was, I mean, so this was, again, the information that was withheld that, or not that it was withheld, that no one knew, but this is uh, how they based the EIU for the vaccines. 
and the original uh, test that came out, the real-time PCR test, was actually just um, it, it lost uh, you know recommendation through the FDA. Um, it, it's now uh, that EAU is expired for the RT-PCS test. Um, and so now the CDC is recommending everyone go find these approved methods to actually test for COVID. So the, the entire thing started with a bogus test to push a bogus treatment that's not a vaccine when they had other alternatives that the Pentagon knew about. And now that we are in uh, on the 1st of January, just a couple of weeks ago, the, the test expired. Yeah. So the, the, the things that we're, we're dealing with today... And I, and I want to draw some conclusions to you for you guys. The playbook is the same. The election fraud of 2020 is the same as what they're doing with COVID. The playbook is the same as what they're doing in the border issue. The playbook is the same for all of the different issues. That they're, doing. they're all the same playbook. It is lie, lie, lie. Deceive, deceive, deceive. Project, project, project. While over here, steal the voice of the people and then steal the lives of the people. It's all the same. It's the same playbook. The chaos that they have on COVID, where, all right, misdirection. You know, we, we have the stupid people, right? We have the stupid people. Most of them are on the left. We have some stupid people on the right. But most of the stupid people, we have the stupid people, they're the ones running around parodying saying, take the vaccine, take the vaccine, take the vaccine. The election wasn't stolen, the election wasn't stolen, the election wasn't stolen. Okay, guys, listen to me. I, I want to be really clear. If you don't believe that the election was stolen, you are either playing for the radical left or you're a moron. There's, there is no in-between. Those are your two choices. You are either uneducated and stupid or you are complicit in their behavior. Because the amount of evidence for fraud against the American people, the bloating of the election uh, rolls, the fact that they're trying to pass H.R. 1 and they're stating right now, and guys, you can say, we were talking about the, the vaccine passport, and now we're talking about the election. It's the same, guys. It's the same. We're dealing with the same problem. And guess what? All those people... They just say, oh, it never happened. Because we have complicit DAs and people with no courage. Because the leadership in our country has been selected, not elected. And it all ties back to these election machines. Every bit of our problems in this country, from homelessness to drug use, ties back to the leadership that has been put in place in our country to weaken us as a nation. And I don't care if you believe me. I don't know how you could not believe me. I don't know how you can look at the evidence that we have in this country and think anything else other than what I'm telling you. I am captain freaking obvious right now. I don't know how you can see it any other way. But we act as if the chaos of whack-a-mole, which is what we play every day, can't be solved with a little bit of maturity and a whole lot of accountability. When I hear them say we don't have we don't have the second amendment like you do in the United States, I say to myself, you don't need it. All you need is the will of the American people, or excuse me, the will of the Italian people to come forward. But they face the same problems, they're telling the same story. 
And the reason why I wanted them on is so you can hear the fact that they have the same problem. They're stealing elections there too. And they're doing it in plain sight in the middle of broad daylight. They're walking out of the bank with billions of dollars and handing them over to private equity firms and people that are connected to China. They're all connected to the same place. And you say, what can we do? We can just, we can build a resistance and get in the gap and start doing and quit talking about it. But it all comes down to the root of the problem. I like to say that there's symptoms and there's problems. And if you look at things from a holistic standpoint, we call them holons within holons, systems within systems. It's the study of how everything fits together. I don't need Akamai's razor to tell me that they're stealing elections. I don't even care who's involved in it. I truly don't. All I know is that the American people are, one, the problem, and two, the solution. And you just have to decide you're going to stand up. It's common freaking sense. That's what we're in the middle of, common sense. And it's not so common, and we're like, oh, we can't talk because they'll dox us. Guys, listen to me. There's no food on the shelves. There's no food on the shelves. There's no food on the shelves. It's not toilet paper anymore. It's food. I was at the grocery store yesterday. There's nothing there. Supply chain issues are not from China. They're right here in the United States, and it's being done on purpose. We have a, a corporatism combining with government. It is fascism, guys. And they're using people like the BLM and Antifa to be their henchmen. They're their goons for the organized crime unit. And we sit there and say, oh, yeah, but there's nothing we can do about it. We can stand together. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. Are you smart or are you stupid? Because stupid people or people that are complicit or going along with it, those are the only people. Those are the evil of our society. Those are the people that say, oh, yeah, there's nothing to see here. And, I, and you try to explain it. <laughs> you, try, you try to ask the questions to elicit a response. And here's the things that happen. I was talking to some friends yesterday that said, he, he said, I, I talked to my sister. And every time I try to challenge her on something, she just cries, runs away and cries. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, that, that's what they do. It's irrational. It's an irrational response to a rational conversation about fact. But the paradigm crashes that have to happen in our society have to do with how do we get to consequences? And we haven't decided that yet. In Kazakhstan, they have. Hundreds of people are dying right now. People are like, I'm not ready to give up my comfort. It's simple. Stolen elections have consequences, but they've been stealing elections for decades. And maybe before they used a series of intelligence community people that did those things, maybe that's what they did. Probably. But now it's much more sophisticated. Now they can steal elections at will anywhere across the country. And people on our side, to say they're on our side, are saying nothing to see here. I remember the conversation that I had with, uh, what's the senator from here? Gardner. Cory Gardner. He's like, tell me about the fraud. And I was like, okay, let me tell you, let me tell you about how, how the fraud occurred. He had a conversation with me, ran back, and then he said, there's nothing to see here. Oh, that's right. He just got offered a massive job tied to, guess what, China. The, the game is in. These politicians don't care if they're voted out of office. They graciously bow out, say the elections are safe and secure, and they move on to be rewarded because they become a part of this little group that says, hush your mouth and we will take care of you with power. We will take care of you with money. We'll make sure you get taken care of for the rest of your life. That is the truth about what is happening in our nation. And it all starts with the elections. We have a massive amount of cancer 
in our society, in our government. Our judiciary is compromised. Our legislative branch is compromised. Our executive branch is compromised. Not just at one level, but at multiple levels. And by the way, we have people that are standing up right now saying, freedom, yes. And those people are compromised. Those people are compromised as well. And now you have a GOP that is, is literally anemic at best, that is doing everything they can to what they could squash the grassroots movement. So let's just stop it. Let's all just take over the GOP. Let's p start paying attention. And more importantly, let's, let's do something about it in each one of our communities. You guys see what's happening and yet you don't stand together. You don't walk door to door. You don't become ambassadors for truth. You don't go out there and talk to other people. I mean, there's people like me that are on the air that are talking about this, but I'm also doing something about it. I'm doing. I built an organization called FEC United. I'm literally giving up my time, money, effort. I'm sacrificing everything. I stood up and I should have just, I, I say to myself, I should have just kept my mouth shut because not enough people are literally waking up fast enough to, for my liking. And then I take a step back and I'm like, Joe, you're being too critical. Getting three, 400,000 people to walk in the same directions takes a big amount of responsibility and it takes a lot of effort, right? Sooner or later, you'll hit a tipping point. By the way, that's a great book by Gladwell. We are at that place critically in our country where we need to recognize the fact that this is a spider web of people. We're going to talk about that. B is a, a, a guy that of great intelligence has done a lot of digging. We're going to talk about the effects of, of Hunter Biden. We're going to bring people on which are talking about how it ties back to the election fraud. I agree with one of the things that somebody said on my telegram. And Joe, if you're talking about the election fraud of 2020, I'm interested. And people want to get me off of this. I mean, you go to everyone else's channel. They're not talking about the election fraud of 2020. They're talking about how do we win in 2022? We don't win in 2022 unless we get rid of the systems. We get rid of the machines. And it's going to take all of you in order to get it done. It's going to take you leaving your house right now as you're talking to me right now. If you're in the audio version, listening to it, walking door to door, talking to people and say, Joe said, get in the gap. Are you ready? And they're like, I don't know what that means, but sure, I'm ready. And keeping a tally and getting a list and getting people together and stop using social media and giving them all the tools where they can do the things they are. I'm not calling for violence. I'm calling for accountability. I'm calling for us to get rid of the systems that are destroying our nation and destroying other nations. If the U.S. falls, every nation falls. And by the way, billions of people will die. And if they want to shrink the population, the easy way to do it is to do what they're doing right now and getting the U.S. to just give in and give up. But that's not who we are as people. That's why they're importing all these people in the United States so they can change the makeup of our nation. But we still have a very strong constituency of people that have a lot of history in this nation, a lot of sacrifice, losing grandfathers and fathers and that have fought in countless wars. And not even the wars that were fought, but the building of the foundation of this nation in leadership. We're seeing a degradation of leadership. Let me ask you a question. Is this the best we can have? Is Biden, is, does Biden represent the best of our nation? I know Trump did. And you can say, oh, wait, he tweeted too much. I don't want to hear it. He was mean. I don't want to hear it. You, you know what nice does? Let me tell you what nice does. Nice erodes any opportunity that not only your kids, grandkids, and future generations will have, but it'll start taking away that opportunity from you. And if you don't think that's the case, go check out Venezuela. The place is an actually walking pit of hell. That's what it is. You just have to decide that, that you want to save this nation. But is Biden the best we can do? If we look at different people in, dis in different positions of power, are they the best we have? Is AOC the best we have? Is Nancy Pelosi the best we have? Is that it? 
Does that represent, is that someone you look at and go, that represents my community? That's who we are. None of those people do. None of those people do. So we have choices to be made. We have lots of things we're going to go over tonight. Tonight we're going to talk more about election fraud. Because, guys, I'm going to talk about election fraud every day. You're going to hear me talk about election fraud until I am blue in the freaking face. And if you don't like it, tough shit. And you know why I'm going to talk about it? Because every one of our problems in this country ties back to election fraud. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. By the way, tomorrow I'm giving an interview to uh, the largest um, newspaper in Canada. I am going to be giving some interviews to some of the people that I think are probably not on our side. But frankly, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep talking about what we need as a nation and where politics go in this nation. I'm going to talk about the fact that people have to make a decision collectively to do the right thing in this nation. It's going to take people that are standing up, that have lots of money, that have put money into politics, stepping back for a minute and saying, is this where I want the nation going? And can I continue to support those people that are in this group of organized, I say that they stand up for this nation while they watch it fall. There are billionaires in this country who are very good people. They are believers in God. They follow the principles of that, that are giving money to organizations and people that are doing harm, that are standing in the way, they're obstructionists, and they're taking that money and using it against the very thing that those people stand for. So our job is going to be to stand in the gap, do the things that are necessary, and get those people to stop funding it. And then we have to stop funding it. Look, at the end of the day, I will say this. This is not hyperbole. This is absolute fact. God is in the middle of all of this. He is literally in the middle of all this, and we are being taught something magnificent. There's no better time in the history of mankind to be born. We are at the edge of whether or not we are free or we are not free. Not just in America, but as people. So... I, I do want to give a shout out to um, one of our people in here who's um, a goddaughter, 25 years old, died of getting the jab. 25 years old. Her name is Mia Frazier. She lives in Oklahoma. She died of complications related to getting the jab. How many people do you know that have died? I want you to think about it. Whether it's of COVID, complications from the vaccine, Many of you can't get, walk away from this and say, I haven't had more than one. I, I know that 15, six, I have a friend of mine that just passed away yesterday. Yeah. So I have friends, I've probably lost 15 people that I know. Five to seven people that I'm super close to in the last 18 months. Now, typically you'd be hard pressed to have one person that you know that passes away. And typically, hopefully they're of age or you have some tragedy with an accident or some sort of, but to get to 15, something's happening in our nation and we're ignoring it. But it all comes back again to who do we have running our nation? And how do they get there? How do we get to this place where we allowed the intelligence community and bad people in the intelligence community to overtake the good people? We used to be the good guys. We used to stand up for values. And we used to stay on mission as a nation to protect those people here and give them opportunity to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But that's not what we have. All right, so we're out of time. If you like the podcast, please prescribe, pr pr subscribe to us on Rumble. 
at Conservative Daily. Follow Conservative Daily on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You can also find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. Uh, we go live every uh, weekday at 9 a.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeart, Pandora, and Audible. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. Max will be back tomorrow. Um, also, share these episodes. And you would say as you're listening to these episodes that some of the information that we're talking about is not relevant to you, like the stuff we're talking about in Italy. And I would tell you that become a purveyor of truth. Become a person that, that gathers up information and uses that to fill in gaps for yourself. Everything will be revealed. I truly believe that. If you need a reminder of when we go live, um, you can text FREEDOM to 89517. Um, use the links in our description as well as to subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our fax blast. And so um, I don't want you to miss out on any of the important projects we're working on, but we also have the membership deal, which I'll be checking on today. I got to tell you, the memberships that we have, much like other podcasts, you pay just a little bit a month, but we also have some other things and tools that we're going to be doing to give you a voice in Congress. And you would say they're not listening. I would tell you they are listening. We just need to make them listen more. So other than that, that is, this is all for this episode of Conservative Daily. I'm telling you right now that uh, God is at the wheel. Now you need to get out the wheel with him. Faith without works is dead, ladies and gentlemen. And we are not dead. And we are winning, but we need to continue the fight. It's like arm wrestling. Just take it to the bitter end. They'll get tired. And we will win. God bless you all.